What are you doing? I'm trying to find my spot. Well, it looks like you're just doing a lot of fidgeting. Don't worry about what I'm doing. I'm going to find my spot. Hi, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me on the flip as we get into talking about the Goldilocks plan, how to find your just right. I'll see you on the flip. Have you ever tried to go to sleep and find a certain area that was comfortable only to have to keep adjusting pillows or snuggling in or finding the right point on your mattress where it has the right amount of cold and warm for your different parts of your body? If you've had that situation, then you kind of know that feeling of it's not irritation or frustration. It's just a hair above that, but it is enough to make you do a little fidgeting, a little squirming, and putting in a little extra um, oomph to find your perfect just right. And so today we're going to be talking about that. Now, this will apply for whether you are doing this for business, for love, for career, or whatever. But there is a uh, certain wisdom to getting that just right uh, part of your life. I call it finding the sweet spot. And it's that spot that once you get into it, you're able to... Uh, experience some of the best parts of who you intrinsically are. You see, this Goldilocks plan that we're going to be talking about today, it's going to involve being able to decide what's for you and what maybe not for you. And hopefully by the time we get through talking, the um, scales of um, confusion, of um, muddy waters and those types of things will hopefully uh, either be gone or uh, diminished greatly. So let's let's go on and get into it. The Goldilocks plan. Now, the uh, fairy tale about the Goldilocks and the bears is um, what I'm channeling and how she uh, was willing to break into these bears home to uh, test out the different porridges and the different temperatures. And then after she found the right one, then testing out the beds and, t- and finally falling asleep in the one that was just right for her. Now, I am not going to tell you to go and try to take somebody else's resources, invade their space, their home, their talents, or any of that kind of stuff. No, instead, what I'm going to tell you to do is when you're looking for your just right and you're developing your Goldilocks plan, I want you to be uh, prolific. And the way I'm describing prolific today is not about how much you do. It's about the right niche and nook that you get into. See, to find your prolific spot is to find that spot between crazy and boring where you're not too general, you're not too basic, you are uniquely you. I have been uh, going through some um, lessons and learning of late because I'm, I'm, I'm determined to get to my next chapter because I know it's that time. And thus, I'm having to review a lot of things as well as expand and expound on some things that I 
didn't know it was time for me to learn until it was time for me to learn it. And one of the characters that I never thought that I would be learning as much from as I am is uh, Napoleon Bonaparte. And Napoleon Bonaparte, he said something that was really profound when um, asked about his um, way of doing things. And it was kind of like his way of saying, stay hungry. And I was like, but I I truly liked uh, what was attributed to him. And what he said was, when you are in the midst of doing what you do, uh, when you are uh, trying to uh, make your make your stake and your claim on something, he went on to say that you want to. Now, this is talking about either your resources, your people, or whatever. He says you when when it comes time to enact your plan, you want to separate to live, meaning that you want to separate down to the smallest viable sectors of. Um, what it takes to get something done, whether it is resources of your job, attention to things in your life or whatever. So separate to live, meaning that you're just really trying to strive, delegate small factions to go and do what needs to be done. But then when when you have taken care of that and you're ready to move to the next phase, he then says, unite to fight. So let's think about Napoleon. He's out there fighting the Austrians. He is not content with just being the emperor of France. Oh, no, he's invaded into um, Italy and he's making his way upward. And the Australians and the Russians and the Italians, they're all like, oh, no, he has got to be stopped. This Corsican has got to be stopped. And uh, they set out to take him down. And the thing that they do that I I thought was a a really big wisdom aha moment is that they came to the table with established ways of doing things, that this is how it's done. They believed that the general always, up until this point, the, the general always led his army. They were not ready for what Napoleon was suggesting, and that was to separate, to live, unite, to fight. And in his guerrilla tactics of movement, he turned his 200,000 plus army into smaller sections of anywhere from 15, 30 to maybe 70,000 fighters. And that way he was able to separate them and put them in different areas so that he was able to surround his enemy and close them off from escape. And then when it was time, because he was now able to come back together, he was soundly able to defeat the enemy and crush them. And I'm not trying to say that you you want to crush your enemies. I'm not channeling Conan today for the lamentations of the people. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Um, but what I am saying is when you work your Goldilocks plan and you're trying to find your right spot, you have to be able to play Um, to achieve and to look at what it takes to survive and then thrive. And so that's one of the things that I want to put in front of you with this. The next thing I want to say is this. 
and it does deal with more strategy. What I have found uh, with the people that I get a chance to work with that have succeeded as opposed to those who try to rise to the task but then cannot pull the trigger is this. You have some people who are Goldilocks folk with regards to finding their right place, their right spot, getting in their pocket. And then you have uh, the imitator folk. They are the ones who they come to you for, and I'm 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 just gonna say it. They come looking for, or not just to me, but they search through life looking for silver bullets and golden geese. They want instead of a strategy, they want a fail-safe, uh, fail-proof recipe of step by step. Tell me what to do. They don't want to do anything outside of what someone else has done. And thus, they end up being great mimickers. But inevitably, they don't get the they don't get the success of the person that they mimicked or they imitated gets. Have you ever uh, found imitation? I always think about imitation vanilla flavoring as opposed to uh, vanilla extract or the vanilla bean. Um, and I even looked up now, you know, because I, you know, I try to do right by y'all. And I looked up the etymology of equal and equivalent. And the etymology of them are, are from the same root. But in our contemporary understanding, they are not the same. You see, the um, equal is exact. And that it does say that in the etymology, that it means exact. But when you have equivalent, equivalent can be the same, but it can also be substitution. And when you are trying to find your just right spot, you cannot afford to uh, be duped by trying to find your spot through somebody else's path. You can't try to become an imitator of another person. This is where people miss the mark and they never find where they can shine because they are so busy being locked into trying to trace or go in only the steps as your predecessor. One of the things that I really like about going through history and, and studying these, these people who did great things with mundane uh, situations is that it was true. A lot of times, even if they had a uh, teacher, they outshone their teacher. They went far beyond the teacher because they did not try to imitate and mimic what was done before. Instead, they became prolific. So let's break that down of trying to find something that puts you on the bleeding edge, the puts you out there where you definitely know that you have found your niche. And uh, when we, want, like I said, how we're going to be talking about this today is when we look at what it means to be prolific. I'm borrowing uh, from uh, some business concepts uh, that, that are, are well known. So you've probably already heard this, but to be prolific in your life and business and, and, and in this context is where you find this spot 
between being weird and crazy <laughs> and being mediocre, medium, an uh, imitator, and those types of things. Uh, other ways to have, uh, you might have heard it is your USP, your unique selling proposition, or your distinctive voice, or finding your niche, uh, or finding your tribe. They're all the same, uh, except for the prolific means that you leave an indelible mark. You leave a legacy. You see, even with doing this daily podcast, um, I always try to take into account that this is going on record. It's going out to the world. And this is immortality. These podcasts are going to outlive me and they have to age well. And that means I have to put as much effort as I can to make sure that I am not just saying something flippant and that is not well thought out because that's not part of my prolificness. And thus, that's why I tend to try to pull from different areas that are not the same old, same old, that is the same rehash thing every day. You know, so basically I'm working out my Goldilocks plan, my finding my just right as well. And I'm sharing it with you. Um, so let's let's talk about you because this really is about you. If you're walking with me, hint, hint, <laughs> thank you for that person who said they take me on their walks with them or you're listening to me in the car, wherever you might be. I want you to, you know, I'll give you a moment to drift off and think about what is it that you do or you can do or you tend to do or you've always wanted to do. That's slightly off the beaten path. What is the new way of looking at something? Here's another concept um, that's taught in, in marketing terms to try to get people to think outside of the box. And that is, instead of looking at what you want to do as a new improved you or a new or, or a new improvement on something that you already do, Couch it or or look at it through the filter of a new world, a new opportunity, a new normal or new rules. And when you look at it like that, it changes the energy of how you're looking at something. It takes you out of the comfort zone because now there is some uh, mystery because you don't know what's going to happen. You've never done this before and therefore you don't know what to expect. And just by taking away the knowledge of expectation, you start to fidget and you start to try to find that sweet spot, find that groove that you'll fit in. Um, There have been times when I, well, not times, I tend to do this. I'm just going to tell you guys, I live by uh, using a lot of metaphor and a lot of simile even to help me understand and navigate the things that I want to do. So I might be trying to figure out something and I might use simile to try to explain it to myself of what I want to do. Saying things to myself like, it's like this, or it's as if that. Or sometimes I just try to go for the straight up metaphor. One of these days, I'm going to talk to you guys about how to develop uh, a better eye for opportunity. And it starts with being able to decode and break things down, look deeper and higher 
and off to the different sides of uh, of, of what the message is. I'm actually uh, trying to finish going through a book that I've been taking my time to go through. And it, it is a code book. Um, and I'm really enjoying the history of it. So I don't want to talk to you guys about it until I have finished that book. But anyway, getting back on to what we're talking about today, when we are looking at trying to get into what is going to be my new thing, you have to be willing to go up to the point where it gets uncomfortable. And and I say that so that you'll know what is for you. You guys, I am a full-time author. And yet, I don't talk about my books on my podcast. There is a reason why. And it is because I am not just an author. My writing and creating these worlds is out of uh, the wellspring of who I am. And I get a chance, thankfully, to talk about all of the things that I love to research, um, that I use for my writing. And I love to share the fact that I uh, intend, because do nothing without intention, I intend to do everything through the guidance of wisdom, mother wit, common sense, however you want to call it. And thus, I get to share it with you guys. And thank you for those who are listening who support my other endeavors. Uh, I'm so grateful. You know, who would have thought? Not talking about your books. People would enjoy reading your books. Thank you to those people who who write me and tell me how, (laughs) some of them tell me how surprised they are they like my books. But anyway, thank you just the same. But Darn it, I got back off track. Let me get back on this. So uh, being able to find that prolific spot is going to look different than what you expect uh, most of the time. And it comes from you getting off the beaten path to do different things. Going back to Napoleon. Napoleon uh, was a maverick and a trailblazer. He did unorthodox things. And if we are to believe how the historians paint him, when it came to him and his men, or his men and he, um, however you want to grammatically say that, he was very personable because he had started in the lowest ranks and worked himself up to a general and now an emperor. And there would be times when he would go and walk among the men. When they would go into battle, he would actually call out their names and say, I'm with you. I am expecting great things from you. And thus he made them part of his tribal family. Um, I'm going to just say it that when you are looking for your just right, when you are trying to find the heartbeat of uh, what you're supposed to be doing and why you're supposed to be here, sometimes you have to approach it by just willing it to be so. I know that it sounds hard, but think about it. Don't try to be the imitator who will only do something if they can mimic or imitate someone else. Um, 
there are so many times when I'm working with someone and they're trying to get their their book sales up or they're trying to launch a book and all they want to do is look at what I've done or look at what others have done. And all they want to do is exactly what they see us do. And I'm like, no, you are missing the point. This has nothing to do with what I'm doing. There, Yeah, there are some similarities, but you're missing the you're missing the point. And having a Goldilocks plan keeps you from doing that. It keeps you from becoming just another person in the crowd. It keeps you from becoming a commodity instead of an aspirational person or or a gift. Having this kind of plan to find your spot meaning you find that place that is the new world, the new rule, new normal, um, new new opportunity, you're going to have people that uh, are attracted to you. And so let me me give you some insights on how to go about doing that. So now that you're willing to step outside, you're trying to find your uh, prolific, spot, your unique voice. One of the ways that you can do that is by making sure that you are sure on what you like and what you don't like. And I'm going to tell you, starting out on a new venture, it's easier to figure out what you don't like. Um, The negatives are always going to be strong. In in this plane of, of existence where we live right now, pain always out uh, performs pleasure. And so pain, negativeness, um, the that side of the coin, you can uh, attach what that feels like for you way easier than you can on the other. So do yourself a favor and understand what you don't like. It's very scary when you're first starting out, especially if you're trying to build a business, build a life, build a career, build a family. Uh, to be able to identify what you don't like, what you don't want, and then be willing to share it with people. But I'm going to tell you, once you get over that hump of um, being apprehensive, and please make it as short as possible, get over yourself fast. What you'll find is that you start to eliminate people who were never going to be for you anyway. And you start being able to um, attract um pull to you pull towards you those people those opportunities those aspirations those events things happenings whatever you want to call it to yourself because you're starting to fine tune what is your right um thing what is your goldilocks just right um path and uh, it, I know it sounds counterintuitive, but but please do it. And so let me give you a practical application on what we're talking about. So to do your Goldilocks plan, I want you to first and foremost, stop trying to think that a strategy is a recipe. A strategy is actually the outcome of what you want and why you want it. And then when you break that down, your tactics, your events, and all of that kind of stuff are going to be the steps that you take to get it. They are different from a recipe in that you have ability 
to be very specific in the way you are to do things. Don't get pigeonholed into only doing what others do, or thus you'll have somebody like Napoleon who comes in and disrupts entire countries who have the best generals um, because they can't break out of the mold that this is how it's done and how dare you do it differently. I if that if you need it, I give you permission right now to have guerrilla marketing tactics where you move with mobility, speed, and you fail fast, fail forward until you succeed. Remember the other day how we talked about uh, the loser who refused to lose? That's what I want you to do. And then become prolific. Be willing to find what that uh, spot is for you that only you can occupy, where it is that sweet spot between being totally crazy and being normal. It's, It's that happy place where you will get specific people who are looking for you specifically. If you are trying to uh, please everyone, you will never please everyone. Remember, Napoleon talked about separate to live and then unite to fight. Don't try to go after everyone. Don't try to do things big at the onset. Separate. Do what you need to. Use the least viable effort to get as much as you can done. You can done. Be agile because you are smaller and you can move more stealthily. Um, and then once you have those types of things established and taken care of, then you can unite. Too many times I see people looking at what someone else is doing and then they go and overextend themselves because they believe that's the only way you can do something. No, beloved, you don't have to spend all of this money hiring these people and doing these things if that is not where you are and that is not where you can sustain yourself. You don't know what those people have done to get to that point. Maybe they started out with even less than you have now. So that is another reason why I want you to get out of the habit of looking at what someone else is doing, thinking that if you reverse engineer it and do what they do, that you're going to have the same thing. You might get in the ballpark, but you will only be a poor imitation or a mimic of what they're doing. And they will always have the lead over you. It is that person who is willing to try some new things, step out on faith and land on something who becomes the student who uh, eclipses the teacher. And then the last thing I want to say before I let you go, you, you go today is when you are looking at becoming this person who has found their way, has found their voice, I want you to be willing to understand that it, you're going to be in rare space. You're going to have uh, a lot of uh, solitary solitary, solitary, excuse me, solitary times. And you can't look at that as I must be doing something wrong. No, you have to get to the point where you're okay with being out on a limb. You're okay with being the lone wolf. You're okay with going through something uh, that nobody else is going through. There are times, especially like if I'm writing a book, I'm working on a Um, a project or something and I look and I'm stuck in my house doing something and I can hear people you know driving by and having fun and going on and doing what they do and I look at myself and I'm like 
I actually sometimes feel like I'm back in high school having to write a term paper when everybody else gets to go and play outside. But yet and still, I got the term paper done and I'm I'm living to tell you about it because I was able to do what was needed for that time. And I can tell you that enacting your Goldilocks plan to find your just right, it's not going to be fun all the time. Everybody is not going to be walking the same path as you. And I wish I could tell you it was going to be uh, great. But remember, this is for you. And like my mom used to tell me, when it comes down to it, you've got to be willing to do what others either can't or won't. And so when you are looking for your best fit, you're just right. You've got to do what no one else is willing to do to get to be where you want to be. Because that's where it sits. Everybody has their journey. Everybody has that golden fleece journey. Jason the Argonauts is what I'm channeling right now that they need to go and achieve. Everybody's got their own monsters to fight and everybody has their own path. You can't follow in the exact footsteps of someone else and expect to have a unique experience. You have to find your just right. And remember, you've got to be flexible in your mental uh, abilities. You've got to do whatever it takes that's within your ability to reach where you need to reach. That means holistically taking care of your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, your family, your community, and all of those things by helping them to understand that you're good and you're just finding you're just right. And so with that, take the take the plunge. Know that some people are going to call you crazy. Some people are going to be like, he or she is not my cup of tea. But I can guarantee you for as many people who don't, uh, you know, understand or vibe with you, you'll have so many more who do. And they'll be very grateful because you've made it very plain that this is who you are because you have decided to be honest with what you want and what you don't want. And you're willing to share that. And thus people get a clear understanding of who you are. And then you'll you'll realize that you have found your just rightness, your, your just right space. And so guess what, you guys? Yeah, my time is up. I do thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, with another episode podcast of Wisdom Smack. Check the show notes and don't forget to use our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash a. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, 
uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.